When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's day six of Brown's training camp. Day one, though, with pads. Donovan Peoples-Jones has been as impressive as any Browns receiver on the field thus far. Meanwhile, on the defensive line, Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney have been a problem for anybody that they have faced off with. That's the latest from Berea. We've got plenty to come here. This is Sports for CLE. Hi again, everybody. I'm John Fanta filling in for Dave Bacon this afternoon. And coming up on the show, we have 92.3 The Fans, Andy Baskin, to talk about Nick Chubb's contract extension, what he makes of it, plus some Cavaliers news. We also have Hayden Grove in just a few moments, Cleveland.com reporter. But first, we... Look at the headlines in Berea, and well, we start, we'll start with the bad news, okay? The bad news is the Browns are a little bit nicked up right now, and kind of a lot of bit, because here's the list of Browns players sitting out today. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., Anthony Walker Jr., who will be out a week plus per Kevin Stefanski. That was good news, though. Won't be too long, as Walker has that right knee injury. He's a very important part of this Browns defense at linebacker. Has totaled the 90-plus tackles each of the last three seasons. And they've got Anthony Schwartz, JoJo Natson, a couple of wide receivers out, Grant Delpit, Still working his way back. And you've got Sheldrick Redwine with an ankle injury. Ronnie Harrison in the secondary as well. Coming over from Jacksonville last year and producing. He has a hamstring injury. Tony Fields II has a foot injury. And the offensive lineman Chris Hubbard also sitting out. Folks, I am an optimistic person. The good news is Cody Parkey went 5 for 5 on kicks uh, right down the middle for the Browns just earlier on field goals. Let's look at some more sights and sounds from day six of training camp.
We've got someone who is on the ground in Berea today, live from training camp. It is Cleveland.com reporter Hayden Grove who joins us. So, Hayden, a lot happening in Berea right now. What are your takeaways? Well, my takeaways are that the pads are on, and that means real football is coming. Um, offense didn't look superbly well today. Uh, defense did look a little bit better because I think, you know, having the pads on, maybe they have the edge to, to start. But overall, I mean, again, it's a, it's a very crisp, clean camp. There's not a ton of storylines day in and day out. Um, good to see Jeremiah Wusu koromoa out there for the first day today. Um, Anthony Walker Jr., they really, you know, they dodged a bullet there with the way that he's um, going to probably bounce back from this injury. So um, a lot of good things today. And again, it's the first day of pads. They got plenty of time to go, uh, but definitely good to see the pads on these guys. Hayden, let's look at the biggest piece of news for the Browns nationally here, and that is the Nick Chubb contract extension, the three-year, $36-plus million deal. And for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, the way that they rub off one another – Head coach Kevin Stefanski talked about this dynamic earlier. Yeah, I think there's there's really no shortage what what you do um, with with those two players, uh, and then you got to figure out what's the sweet spot and, and things that that make sense and make sure they both are playing. Or you're, you're utilizing them both to their highest potential. So those are conversations that we've had throughout the spring and summer, and, and we'll see how it evolves, but. Two competitive guys that, that, that push each other. Yeah, that's pretty important. Yeah. Uh, with those two guys and their personalities, they are all about winning. They're all about And when you have that from those two players, it makes it easy. Hayden, it's sugar and spice. These two just seem to benefit off one another. They don't care who's getting the carries. How is this dynamic possible for the Cleveland Browns? Well, I think they just complement each other so well, John. I think that, you know, when you look at Kareem Hunt, he's more of a pass catcher, more of a um, more of a flashy kind of kind of a running back, as opposed to Nick Chubb, who's very just smash mouth in your face. Sure, certainly agile, certainly a really, 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 really good running back, top five running back in the NFL uh, with speed. But I think they complement each other so well. And I think, you know, when Nick Chubb needs a break, I think you, you can't – defenses don't get a break. You know, when you go from Nick Chubb, you go to Kareem Hunt, they don't get a break. There's no, like – there's no let up in terms of the amount of talent and the amount of uh, the amount of skill that these guys have. So I think that's why they work so well together. And I think also their attitudes are perfect for each other. You know, we know Nick Chubb is a very no nonsense, just very quiet guy. Um, and Kareem Hunt is, you know, maturing and growing and, and kind of learning from Nick Chubb in that way. And, and he's very selfless, um, you know, not necessarily always worried about his numbers. So a very, very good dynamic between those two. And I'm excited to see them, you know, continue to bloom and continue to grow in their relationship together. Speaking of a good dynamic, we talk about those two running backs and the way that Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt make it work for the Browns. How about Hollywood Higgins? Rashard Higgins talked with the media earlier and focused on his playing dynamic with Baker Mayfield. Just how connected they are. And Hollywood, he is never one to mince his words, also talked about the expectations for this season. Man, you got to ask God, bro. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, bro. It's just it's just smooth, you know. Um, you know, Baker's my guy, and when he need a play, man, you call God, and then you can call me. Was <laughs> it like that from day one? Day one, bro. Have you elevated that? I mean, I would assume maybe as you guys continue to work, do you 
see it getting like now you can communicate with your eyes or you know what I mean, like something like that. Yeah, sometimes I know when like I line up and Baker like give me that look, I was like, okay, the ball's coming to me, so I gotta get open on this play. Um but yeah, me and Baker got you know, we got a good um connection with each other. He's my boy. Um we just out here playing backyard football. Man, if we're not going to the Super Bowl, then we should not be talking. That's that's the goals, that's the expectation. Wow. Now, if anybody can talk about what it's been like to go from one era of Browns football to another, it's Rashard Higgins, Hayden, because this is year six for Hollywood and the organization. He was part of 0-16 and what that was like, and now he's part of this with Baker Mayfield. And if there's anybody who believes in Baker's abilities and the abilities of this football team, you can sense it from Rashard Higgins. You certainly can. You certainly can. Those two have just, just like Richard said, they have a, a heavenly made connection. You know, it's nothing that they they did themselves in terms of, um, you know, building a relationship through the years. I mean, they've known each other for three, four years, and God just, you know, kind of made them kindred spirits. So they do have a great connection. I think that's why Richard Richard wants to be here. I think Richard knows that Baker Mayfield can make him a really good receiver, and I think it's vice versa. I think Richard knows that he can make Baker a better quarterback. So that relationship between those two is really, really special, and I think you're going to only see more of that this season uh, as they continue to grow with one another. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. Hayden, are you ready on the other side of this break to get fired up? I am ready. All right, we've got something coming. I've got a bone to pick uh, with somebody here coming up on Sports for CLE. We'll talk about a certain ESPN radio take uh, that is getting a lot of traction, and I find it just plain simpleton. Stay with us. Life is getting back on track, and you can too. If you or your family have experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-C can help with tuition assistance. Safely get the in-demand degree or training you need with online and on-campus classes. Go to tri-c.edu to check out our programs and resources. So, what are you waiting for? Register now for fall classes. Tri-C is where futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory.
Welcome back to Sports for CLE, everybody. I'm John Fanta. We continue talking Browns. Now, let's look at the national takes, the narratives that are out there. You can't believe everything that you see and hear, but this one stood out too much to not give a response to. On ESPN Radio's KJZ Morning Show, the former New York Jet, Bart Scott, he's filling in. And this is what Bart Scott thinks. Nick Chubb's three-year extension says about the Cleveland Browns quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Listen, the reason why they haven't gave Baker Mayfield a contract because they don't really believe in him uh, to the fact where they don't think – I don't think they think that he's on a, the Josh Allen level. They don't think he's on a Russell Wilson level. Perhaps he's more on the Carson Wentz level where he has one good year and then we don't know what's going to happen after that. Exactly. I mean, listen, he's a guy that's unproven. He's going. He has a lot to prove this year. Because he's, a, he's not Lamar Jackson. He hasn't won an MVP where people deemed or his peers thought that he was the best player in all of the NFL. He's a guy that has two of everything, right? So, like, what happens is when right. you pay a quarterback, I mean, he got two great tackles, right? Two great tight ends, two great um, receivers, and then he has probably one of the best, you know, centers in the game. So, I mean, it took all of that for Baker to kind of be unleashed and for them to be able to compete. But you know when you pay him that type of money, you have to say, and Tannenbaum used to say this all the time, and also Ozzie Newsom, like, okay, you want to get paid more money? Which one of your teammates you want to cut? Okay. Uh, all right. A lot to digest there. Bart Scott. You're talking about a quarterback who had 26 touchdowns to eight interceptions last season. You're talking about a quarterback who has – Lifted up a city that has been through football hell before he got here. That delivered their first postseason victory since 1994. And you're going to sit here right now and tell me that Baker Mayfield is unproven? You could say Baker Mayfield still has some chapters that he needs to write in his career. But he got this franchise a postseason victory. A postseason victory. It can't stop there. He knows that. But he's done a heck of a lot more in a short period of time, despite chaos early on in his career, than you could have thought. And after last season, Baker Mayfield deserves some credit for what he did in a first-year system, again, a first-year head coach in Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski deserves credit, too. But I don't want to hear about the supporting cast. Good quarterbacks in the National Football League have good supporting casts. Baker Mayfield has a very good supporting cast. He played within himself. And that's the end of that. Absolute blasphemy from the National Airwaves. Welcome back in Cleveland.com reporter Hayden Grove. Hayden, your reaction. I love, first of all, I love your, your, I love the way that you went about that. I love that. That you're right. Well, let's get fired up here. I'm, I'm into that. I am so into that. Love it. Love it out of you, John Fanta. Um, and, and as for Bart Scott's comments, I get where he's coming from in terms of, you know, Baker Mayfield does still have things to prove, of course. But I think that Baker Mayfield has always been the best when he has found himself 
betting on himself. I think that's when he comes out and he, you know, plays his best football. He's done it at Oklahoma. He's done it throughout his high school career. He's done it, you know, even in the NFL. When his back was against the wall last year, he came out and played really well. And I agree with you 100%. I don't necessarily buy all this stuff about having, a, you know, a supporting cast. You know, every good quarterback is going to have some sort of supporting cast. I mean, you're not going to go out there and have bad receivers and play good football. That's just not how it goes. So I agree with you completely. I think, I think the Browns do believe in Baker Mayfield. I just think Baker Mayfield wants to bet on himself so he can, you know, put up an MVP-type season this season. That's what I think he's thinking. I think he's thinking the year two in a, in a new in, this, in a similar offense, uh, year two with the same head coach, year two with the same offensive coordinator, year two with the same offense. I think he feels he's going to be super comfortable and he's going to get after it and have a really, really, really good sec- or season in this system. So for that reason, I think that's why they're holding off on the extension because I think the Browns are going to see what he does. I think he's going to see what he does. And I think he's going to bet on himself to get a really, really nice contract going into next year. He's matured in a short period of time. And he is his own yep. harshest critic. You have a story on him for, from just the last half hour of camp. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you know, bad session of seven on seven against the uh, first team defense. And Baker was not happy with himself, not happy with his teammates. Kind of, you know, made a remark, said, hey, we're not in this. Or that, that was terrible. You know, I can't believe this. Like, let's go. Like, you know, motivated his teammates. Um, to do better in the team drill and then went out in the team drills 11 on 11 in the red zone threw a touchdown pass to Austin Hooper right away threw a touchdown pass to David Njoku right away so again I think he's a guy that when he when he's was back is against the wall and things are not going well that's when he kind of starts to step up so yes last year was good um, and I think he's going to want to just continue to improve upon that I think he knows that people are watching him I think he knows that he's betting against himself and uh, I think for that reason he's going to go out and have a really really good season with a you know a cast of characters that he's very, very comfortable with. Let's talk about some of those characters, some of those wide receivers. It's often that we lead the conversation with Jarvis Landry, with Odell Beckham Jr., but this receiving core is filled with depth. And Donovan Peoples-Jones has been shining in camp. Now, just over 300 receiving yards last year, but two notable touchdowns, that 75-yarder at Tennessee, then the game-winning touchdown reception in that victory over Cincinnati. And there's a report out there uh, that Donovan Peoples-Jones, could he be a future number one for the Cleveland Browns? Well, you look at the contract situations. Jarvis Landry's locked up through 2022, OBJ through 2023. What are your thoughts when you see something like that? My thoughts are yes. I absolutely believe Donovan Peoples-Jones. You know, it makes me wonder what they were doing at Michigan because the kid is tremendously talented. I think he's learned a lot from Jarvis and Odell. I think he's learned a lot from even Rashard Higgins. I think that he has tremendous, tremendous potential. And I do think that one day he could be a one for the Cleveland Browns. So um, it makes me wonder what Jim Harbaugh and those guys are doing in that program because he came out of high school as one of the top recruits in the country and didn't do anything at Michigan. And that could be a quarterback situation thing too there. But Donovan, you're right. Donovan Peoples-Jones had a tremendous camp catching a lot of passes thrown his way. I think Baker Mayfield feels extremely comfortable with him. And you're right. When you look at the catches that he had last year, the big catch against Cincinnati, the big catch against Tennessee, it shows me that he can, you know, when the, when the pressure is on, he can still perform. And uh, I really like Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think he's had one of the best camps out of any of the Browns thus far. And I'm excited to see what he can do in the near future. Let's stay with that receiver core. We heard from Rashard Higgins on those Super Bowl expectations. His head coach, Kevin Stefanski, talked about Hollywood and making the most of his opportunities. Really good football player. Uh, last year, similar to what we were talking about Donovan yesterday, 
member was called. He was available and made, made plays for us. Very intelligent, competitive, plays on special teams. Doesn't say much, you know, uh, but another understated guy. Uh, he gives you great reps out here at practice, fights in the run game and the games, and make play on the ball. What are your thoughts, Hayden, on the importance of Hollywood and what he means for the Browns going forward? Well, like we said, John, he's a tremendously uh, good player for Baker Mayfield. I mean, Baker Mayfield obviously is somebody that um, that relies heavily on, on Richard Higgins. And, you know, even without Odell last year, I think it even was more evident that how much Baker and Richard, you know, how great of a rapport they have. So for that reason, um, I think tr- Richard is tremendously important. I think he's going to end up probably being a combination of the third and fourth wide receiver for this Browns team. And like you said in the clip before, you know, sometimes all it takes is Baker to give him one little look and he knows what he's got to do. So I'm really, really excited to see what those two can put together this season um, in regards to, you know, Baker Mayfield and Richard Higgins. We will go from the offense hey, to the defense on the other side of this break and talk about the Browns at the defensive tackle position. We know about Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney as edge rushers, but what about the Browns in the middle? We'll get into that on Sports for Clee after this. Life is getting back on track, and so is the job market. Be ready with the training you'll need to get a great job. If you or your family has experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Try Seek and Help with tuition assistance. Whether you want to improve your skills, get certified, or train for a new career, go to try-c.edu to check out our programs and resources. Register now for online and on-campus classes. Try C is where futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education program recognizes role model students and teachers from across Ohio. Nominations can now be done completely online. To nominate a deserving teacher or student, go to ohiolottery.com. In the About section, find Partners in Education. There you will find links to the nomination forms. Students kindergarten through 12th grade can be academic all-stars. Teachers can be honored as a Teacher of the Month. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education, where stars shine. Welcome back to Sports for CLE on this Tuesday afternoon. I'm John Fanta. Day six of Browns training camp rolling on in Berea. And we do have some news coming out of Berea. Among the injury news, Andrew Billings has walked into the facility with trainers. Reason is unknown as far as we know at this time. Uh, but Billings has been one that shined here early on in Browns training camp. There's an expectation that after the veteran missed out on last season, he opted out due to COVID-19 reasons, that Andrew Billings is going to come back better than ever, stronger than ever. And his defensive line coach, Chris Kiffin, the brother of Lane, 
had some things to share on the big man in the middle for Cleveland. First of all, he's the strongest guy I've ever seen. Um, you know, he's state high school champion, lifts up our sled off the thing, is like 2,000 pounds. So it's just straight strength, first of all. Um, he lost 20 pounds this offseason, got down to a range we wanted him at, and he's working his tail off, and, you know, he, he missed a lot last year. He told us he was, you know, missed being out there with the guys, and he's excited to be back. So um, we'll see what we get when we get rolling, but we're excited about him. Let's welcome back in Cleveland.com reporter, social media extraordinaire. It is Hayden Grove joining us from Berea, from Browns training camp. Hayden, this is one of the more fascinating layers to this Cleveland Browns team because Andrew Billings did opt out last season. What do you think his potential is for this team in the middle of their defensive line? Well, I think it's great that he had a year to find, you know, some sort of rest. Uh, It's kind of un precedented to have that situation where you can just take a year off and kind of not be uh, ostracized for it in some sort of way. I think, you know, he had his asthma uh, and that was well documented and felt it was best for he and his family to avoid the season. But now he's back and they think he's in great shape. And like Chris Kevin said, super strong. And I think the expectations are high. Again, that defensive line has a lot of talent. They have a lot of size. They have a lot of experience. I think that, you know, having Jadavion Clowney, having Miles Garrett, having Malik Jackson next to him is going to be huge. So I think the expectations for Andrew Billing are high. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that Andrew Billings is going to be a guy that, you know, sacks the quarterback a ton, but I think he's going to be massive in the run game. He's going to take on blockers, which is huge. And maybe even allow for more from Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, which is scary to think about, given that they're already producing so much by themselves. So Andrew Billings is going to be a big part of this Browns defensive line and a big part of this Browns defense as a whole. Well, you've documented how scary – Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney are together. Let's pull up a tweet uh, from your account here. This was earlier in the week, and you can follow Hayden at H underscore Grove. Jed Wills, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, they're having problems with Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney, and it, it doesn't sound like there's anybody who's finding much of a solution with this dynamic duo. No, no, those guys are, I mean, they're freaks of nature. They really are. You look at their size, their their length, their athletic ability. I mean, they just are freaks and like in the best way possible. And I think that the Browns are going to love having them bookends. You know, I thought last year they probably could have gone after Jadavion Clowney. They did. It didn't work. Um, this year they get him. And I think it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous thing for both he and for Miles. Because, again, if you're, a, if you're an opposing offense, what do you do? You double them both and you, you let what? You let one guy could try to block two guys up the middle. It's going to be, you know, they're not going to be double teamed the way that they've been because they're both so dynamic. So I'm really excited to see what they do together. And if it's anything like it's been during this camp, Austin Hooper's had trouble. David Njoku's had trouble. Jack Conklin's had trouble. Jed Wills has had trouble. Everybody who's tried to block those guys has had trouble. Jadavion Clowney abusing the right tackles today. They put Greg Sanat in there. He's a backup. They put Jack Conklin in there. I mean, they put a ton of guys in there and still they cannot find a way to block these guys. So, I think that yeah. both of these guys, or excuse me, both Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett are going to be incredibly, incredibly difficult for opposing um, offensive lines to guard, and I think it's going to be a really, really good thing for this Browns defense. Well, the consensus right now around Berea is that it's a good thing Baker Mayfield can't take a hit or be tackled today because Jadavion Clowney is making his presence felt, and it begs the question, just how motivated is Clowney or how motivating does he have to be because there are doubts about where he is on a career trajectory 
I think he's ready to prove people wrong. I think Jadavion Clowney, you know, people think, oh, he's just injury prone. He's hurt all the time. He's not going to give you what he used to be. He's not the first round pick that he once was. But again, when you're that athletic, when you have that much athleticism, when you have, when you have that much size, when you have that much just pure talent, I think at some point it's got to shine through. So obviously the Browns would love for Jadavion Clowney to stay healthy. Uh, but he being with Miles Garrett is just such a huge, huge, huge thing. And I, I'm excited to see. I've been telling people all year, I think Jadavion Clowney is going to have a career year for the Cleveland Browns just because of everything he's gone through because of Miles Garrett, because of all that good stuff. So I'm really excited about um, what Jadavion Clowney can bring. Yeah, there is plenty of buzz around those guys on the edge. Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney. It's going to be very intriguing to watch. We'll bring Hayden Grove back for another segment on the other side. We're going to look at what NFL Live had when talking about AFC North predictions. What does the great Dan Orlovsky think? Who does he have winning the AFC North? The answer is next. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just the mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education program recognizes role model students and teachers from across Ohio. Nominations can now be done completely online. To nominate a deserving teacher or student, go to ohiolottery.com. In the About section, find Partners in Education. There you will find links to the nomination forms. Students kindergarten through 12th grade can be academic all-stars. Teachers can be honored as a Teacher of the Month. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education, where stars shine. Sports for Clee on this Tuesday afternoon. John Fanta back here with you. The question, who will win the AFC North? Well, last year you're talking about quite the race. You had the Steelers at 12-4, and four, the Ravens and Browns both at 11-5. and five. So what does ESPN's Dan Orlovsky think of this division? The favorite will be the Baltimore Ravens. I believe the Cleveland Browns will win that division. I think if you just look at the roster talent-wise, that roster is absolutely loaded. And the biggest reason why is going to be the they're taking their weakness of last year, which is their secondary making it to a strength. I think the most important person on the football team is Odell Beckham Jr. If Odell can, one, come back and be healthy, and two, then seamlessly fit into that offense, he, th- this offense is going to be as good as the Kansas City Chiefs, who should have the best offense 
in football. And now that's not an easy transition for him to kind of seamlessly fit in. How great this offense was, or as great as it was last year, the one thing that it was lacking was the ability to have big plays in the pass game. They, the 25-yard and more chunks, and Dom knows this. If you get like three of those a game, those 25-yard passes or more, you're going to win a lot of football games because yeah. of what it does to flip a field and points and whatnot. Hmm. Interesting stuff there from Dan Orlovsky, who has always been someone who's praised Baker Mayfield and lately the Browns. Let's welcome back Cleveland.com's Hayden Grove, who's coming to us from Browns training camp in Berea on day six. Beautiful day out there. And it's beautiful for Browns fans' ears to hear that from Dan Orlovsky. Your reaction, Hayden? Yeah, my reaction is that he's right. I think Odell Beckham Jr. certainly can uh, turn the needle for this team. Um, He's a guy that they missed last year at times. Uh, you know whether they fans thought so or not. I think you know I don't. I think the the combination of his absence and Baker's maturity really didn't have anything to do with each other. I think Baker Mayfield just continued to get more comfortable in the offense as the year went on, and I think he continued to kind of value um, keeping the football in Cleveland's hands as opposed to turning it over. So I think for those reasons, you know, Odell Beckham's just going to give them a totally different element, like Dan said, over the top. And I think that you're right. This offense has everything that Kansas City has. I, I think it does. Maybe Tariq, Tariq Hill, you know, is maybe a little faster than some of the guys in the Browns. Or maybe Austin Hooper isn't as good as Travis Kelsey. But I think the Browns have a better running game. I think maybe Baker Mayfield is maybe not the quarterback that Patrick Mahomes is. But I think he has better receivers in, as a whole. Um, they have the better offensive line, I think. So I think there's no reason why Cleveland and Kansas City could not rival each other for the best offenses in the league. And I think the Browns, again, coming back for a second year of continuity certainly helps. And they will only be better. Um, especially, they have to stay healthy, of course, but I still believe um, that this offense can rival Kansas City's 100%. Hey, let's stick with Kansas City and Cleveland because they're going to meet week one. And everybody talks about how, oh, it's a playoff rematch from last season. The fact is this is not a true rematch. The expectation is Patrick Mahomes will play the whole game, that we won't be seeing Chad Henney out there at any point. And the Browns' defense is going to look extremely different. The Kansas City offensive line is going to look very different. Week one's a totally different time of year. When you think about that week one game, and you think about the fact that the Cleveland Browns do have a 16-game losing streak in Week 1. Hard to believe, but it is the truth. Not that you put extra emphasis on Week 1, but who doesn't in the National Football League. How do you approach that game? John, I am, I am not one to put a lot into that game. Um, I think that both teams are going to come out a little, even maybe even a little vanilla. Um, I think it'll be a good game because I think they're both very, very talented teams. But again, if the Browns win that game, great. If they don't win that game, it doesn't matter. Like we saw last year, Baltimore beat the breaks off the Browns. And, you know, Browns came back and had a really, really good season. So I don't think week one, I'm not going to put that much into it. I'm just excited to see the Browns kind of put things together in week one. I'm excited to see them, you know, play, and I'm excited to see this revamped defense against this Kansas City offense. I mean, another star of camp has been John Johnson. He's been all over the place. He's been a leader for that defense. So um, I'm excited to see what he can do, what how he can help this this Browns defense. So I think, yes, it would be nice to get a win week one. You're right. They haven't won since Jeff Garcia back against the Baltimore Ravens in 2005. Correct. But um, certainly it would be really, 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 really nice 
if the Browns could get a win. But it's not a huge, huge deal if they don't. I don't think it means that they're not as good as the Chiefs. I don't think, you know, walking into Arrowhead week one after, you know, a very, very weird COVID-filled season is definitely um, not an easy task. So I think it would be great for them to play well. If they don't win, there is no pressure going forward just because of that game. They still have 16 more for the first time ever. So um, do not put too much stock into that game. Enjoy it for what it is. Enjoy the matchup. And maybe the Browns get a win. That would be great. And that would certainly kick their ear off right. But it's not going to make or break them. Hayden, you're out at training camp. Tickets are not easy to come by for fans. They sold out quickly. So for the followers who can't be there in person, they obviously didn't have a chance to be there last year with COVID-19. What does a Kevin Stefanski run practice look like? It's very crisp. It's very good. It's very unique. Um, or not very unique. It's, it's, it's what it should be, actually. I mean, he's just, you get into your drills, you do your individual, you do your team, you do your seven on sevens, you do your group stuff. And there's not, there's not a lot of standing around. There's not a lot of, you know, there are water breaks for three minutes here and there, but everything's very scripted. Everything's very organized. So that's a super, super good thing for this Browns team. And I've been telling people all along, there's not a ton of headlines in this camp. There's not a ton of, um, you know, noise coming from this camp. I think the best part is just that it's run efficiently. It's run well, you know, not not every day is going to be the best day for the offense. Not every day is going to be the best day for the defense. But Kevin Stefanski runs a really, really tight ship here, and that's what the Browns need. What's it like seeing Browns fans back in Berea? It's great. It's absolutely great. Um, you know, a lot of faces that I've gotten to know over the years from being in the media lot, um, a lot of faces I've gotten to know covering the Browns, it's great. It's great to see fans back. I wish we had more fans. You know, it makes it that much more fun when there are more fans out here. But, hey, for right now, we'll take what we can get. But certainly the best fans in football, in my opinion, are right here in Cleveland. So it's great to see them out here in Berea. A couple of tip-ins now, some additional headlines in Cleveland. I want to ask you, fact, fiction. Colin Sexton will be a Cavalier by the time the upcoming season rolls around. Fact. 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 I just think that at this point, John, you know, they want to see what the team looks like with Evan Mobley, with Colin Sexton, with Darius Garland, with Jared Allen, with Isaac Coro. They want to put it together and see what it looks like. You know, I think if they trade him, I think it'll be the trade deadline, something around there. I don't think right now is the time. Okay, let's follow up then on that fact or fiction. The expectation for the Cavaliers entering next season should be to be hovering around that playing game in the Eastern Conference, that they should be a competitive team. Yes, yes, it is time. It is absolutely time. You drafted the number three overall pick in Evan Mobley. Um, you have to, he's the guy you have to build around. You have, you know, year three of Darius Garland, year four of Colin Sexton. You have a Jared Allen who's been really, really good. Larry Nance should be back and healthy. Um, you know, they're going to add something in free agency. Don't know what yet. You add Ricky Rubio, who's certainly going to be a huge part uh, playing that backup point guard position that they so desperately missed last year with Deli out for most of the year. So, um, I think absolutely the expectation should be playoff, yes. All right, let's go in the diamond now while we have you for a couple more minutes. The Cleveland Guardians. What are your thoughts on the name? I don't mind it. I don't love it. Um, I think that it's going to take some getting used to, but I think as the Indians said um, before they changed their name to the Guardians, it's all about the, the name on the front of the jersey, and that's Cleveland. That's the yeah. most important name. Um, so, you know, the, the Guardian's name will come, and it will be, you know, either embraced or hated, but it doesn't matter. People will get used to the Guardian's name at some point, um, but it, all that matters is that it's Cleveland's baseball team, and uh, people will, will always love that. Hey, I, I have a thought on this, and, and here's the fact yeah. of the matter. 
baseball in Cleveland is here to stay. And that is what matters most. And with what this organization has given to this city in the sports scene, I fully understand. We both fully understand what it would have meant to win a World Series championship in 2016. But the fact of the matter is this. This franchise in the Terry Francona era has won as many games as any American League team. And while this season has been the opposite of what Cleveland's been used to, and that's a contending baseball team in the recent years, I think it's part of where this franchise is at with the fact that they got to find out what they have youth-wise. When you're in their market size, you're going to go through the cycles that they're going through right now. Yeah, yeah, you definitely are. Um, I think it's a changing of the guard, and, and, and that is pun fully intended. I think it is a changing of the guard in so many ways. Um, you know, I think that you're going to see the youth movement that you've seen, you know, with the trade deadline, the way they traded some of their veterans. Um, I think you're going to see, you know, obviously the name change. I think you're going to see maybe even Terry Francona. This might be, hopefully he comes back next year. I would love to see him get the record for most wins as an Indians manager. I think that would be an amazing thing for him, given that he's all that he's given to this organization. But um, you might be a new manager next year. So it's going to be, it's, it's a changing of the guard in many ways. And, um, you know, for the Indians to be a game above 500 as we sit here today, I think it's a fantastic testament to their front office, to Tito, to the way that they just, the organization that they have and the way that they fight. So you're right. They have to see what they have with some of these young guys. I think the, the unfortunate thing is that some of these, you know, some of these picks, I think they've just missed on them. So um, you hope the development staff is, is a little better in the future at getting these guys kind of ready to go at the major league level. Zach Plesak on the rubber for the Tribe tonight. They'll be getting underway with the Toronto Blue Jays just after 7 Eastern time over at Rogers Center. You can find him at cleveland.com. He does great social media. He's a reporter. He's at Brown's training camp almost every day. You can find him on the Wine and Gold Talk podcast with Chris Fedor. They had great breakdown of Ricky Rubio, what that signing means, Evan Mobley, Colin Sexton, and much more. He is Hayden Grove. Hayden, you are the Renaissance man, my friend. Thanks for taking the time. John, thank you, man. Always a pleasure to join you. That's Hayden Grove, and we appreciate it. On the other side, we'll talk to Andy Baskin from 92.3 The Fan. I pose the same question to Andy coming up. Will Colin Sexton be a Cavalier this upcoming season? We'll hit on Nick Chubb as well. You're going to be intrigued to hear what Andy's answer may be. Stick with us. Life is getting back on track, and so is the job market. Be ready with the training you'll need to get a great job. If you or your family has experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, try Seek and Help with tuition assistance. Whether you want to improve your skills, get certified, or train for a new career, go to try-c.edu to check out our programs and resources. Register now for online and on-campus classes. Try c is where futures begin. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education program recognizes role model students and teachers from across Ohio. Nominations can now be done completely online. To nominate a deserving teacher or student, go to ohiolottery.com. In the About section, find Partners in Education. There you will find links to the nomination forms. Students, kindergarten through 12th grade, can be academic all-stars. Teachers can be honored as a Teacher of the Month. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education, where stars shine.
Welcome back to Sports for CLE. I'm John Fanta. Let's continue talking Browns. The Nick Chubb three-year deal agreed upon earlier this week, generating lots of national headlines. NFL Live's Dan Orlovsky weighed in yesterday. It's huge because they're paying him to be their Mariano Rivera. Nick Chubb is the best fourth-quarter tailback in the NFL. Mm. It's not even close. Last year, he averaged 10 yards per carry in the fourth quarter. Cleveland offensively built themselves, okay, we're going to come out, we're going to be aggressive with the football, we're going to gain leads, and then when we get into the second half and then into the fourth quarter. This is crazy. We've got, look at that stat. You're looking at almost four yards per carry more than Derrick mm-hmm. Henry, mm-hmm. who is at, I think last year, at 1,000 yards in second halves of football games. I mean, Nick Chubb to this offense gives them the ability to play the style that they want early on. I said it last year. They are a throw-first football team, run to social away offense. And that's what Nick Chubb does for them. Could you imagine that? In the fourth quarter as a coach with a three-point, a seven-point, or ten-point lead going, hey, as long as we give this kid four or five carries in this quarter, we're going to win the football game because he's going to reel off a 10 or 20-yard run. You hear anyone compared to Mariano Rivera, and it speaks for itself. That's what Nick Chubb has been to the Browns. And with more on this, let's welcome in the one and only 92.3, the fans, Andy Baskin from Baskin and Phelps, which you can catch daily, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. over on the fan. Andy, what a luxury it is to have Nick Chubb and what a statement made by the Browns and their running back with this extension. It's really interesting to hear Dan Orlovsky say that. I've never thought of Nick Chubb as Mariano Rivera, but I think he's right. The question, though, is can the Browns get in a position where they need to run the ball in the fourth quarter to, to let him pick up 10 yards per carry? That, that's just the, the big thing. I mean, if there's one knock on the Browns, it's that they didn't run the ball enough early on in the game. So um, I'll be really interested to see how much they, they use him. I, I mean, I would assume they would do the same as they did Last year with Kareem Hunt, I'd still like to see those guys catch a few more passes. But the contract itself says a lot about the team, the organization, and where we're at right now. We all know that running back is diamond a dozen in the NFL right now, and the Browns are proving that it's not by using two quality running backs, and now they're paying the one guy that they really should be. It's an interesting situation because his contract will run out when he's 29, and we all know that he could get another big paycheck then. The question is, will he still be on the Browns? after he's 29. But for today, I love this deal. I love what the Browns did, and they did pay the man. And it was fair. It's a fair deal. It's a very fair deal. Well, many think it is a fair deal, but like anything in our world, Andy, you see it daily, there are two sides to the story. Now, this side comes with some extra layers to it because former Browns CEO Joe Banner, part of those old times that we'd like to forget about, tweets, this is a shockingly good deal for the team and bad for the player, meaning Nick Chubb. Hard to understand what the thinking was from the player side. A.B., your reaction? It's interesting to hear you know, Joe Banner say something like that, especially because he's, he's backing the Browns. I don't know that he's had a lot of great things to say. He or Mike Lombardi <laughs> have had a lot of great things to say about the organization since they're gone. Um, he may be right. You know, if... If Nick Chubb can outperform his contract, then the Browns are definitely the huge winner in this. I think he wanted to be in Cleveland. I think he wants to be a part of this. He defines our city, I think, you know, more than the, the Mariano Rivera statement. I think he is the classic, hardworking Cleveland Brown that we all love to root for on Sundays 
where they just show up, they play football, give me the ball, let me block, you want me to catch a pass, I'll do that too. And then there isn't a whole lot of hype and drama around him on the outside. There wasn't, you know, he didn't say a whole lot about the contract before this. You know, there was one guy running around town with a jersey on the back that said, pay Chubb now, pay Chubb now. And I always laughed at that. But now that guy's going to have to get a new jersey. (laughs) He's going to have to get a new jersey. And you're exactly right. Nick Chubb, soft-spoken as he may be, is really the face of this organization and has become it in a quick period of time. And we're seeing it nationally. We're seeing it right here in Cleveland, just how beloved Nick Chubb is. You can't find anyone to say a bad thing about this guy right now. Let's transition to this team. It's day six of training camp that's being wrapped up and day one of full pads. If you're looking at something, Andy Baskin, that is a concern that you want to see get answered here as training camp goes on, what is it? Uh, I just want to see how the defense gels together. They went out and bought it, brought and bought a lot of pieces for this defense, and I want to see how Denzel Ward fits into this thing. I want to see how Jadamian Clowney fits into this thing. You know, There are a lot of moving parts on the defense that we didn't have last year, and you know, on paper, it looks like they're going to be a great defense. What are they actually going to look like in a game situation? I, I can't remember a time. Jim Ingram wrote a really good piece uh, in the uh, in the Chronicle over the weekend just talking about, you know, having an all-star at every position. And now this feels like, you know, the Indians when they moved into the ballpark. How you look at the offense and you've got this and that. And you look at the defense and they've got this and that. And that that, style, uh, that, that offensive line is, is amazing. It really is on paper. What are they going to do when they get on the field, and are they going to be better than Kansas City on week one? Really, I think that's the only thing we need to worry about because we all know week two at the stadium is going to be unbelievable. If they beat Kansas City week one, I cannot remember a game that will have more energy at home for the Browns since the early 90s. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I've been around 26 years, but if the Browns win that game in week one over Kansas City, that would snap a 16-game losing streak in Week 1 games. That's the thing is even though there's been winning here and last year was a wild ride, it still had uh, the the blow-up in Week 1 in Baltimore and a lot of questions already being asked. Speaking of that defense, how do you view Joe Woods? Um, I don't know that he had all his pieces parts last year. I thought they brought in a lot of guys who were free agents who were here for a year to, to, to beat gum in the dam to make sure that the water didn't break and they knew they were going to have to fix some things. So they decided to, they decided to fix the offense first. And I think Joe, um, I don't want to say Joe's on the hot seat, but Joe has got talent around him now that he didn't have last year. Let's see how these guys execute for him this year. Um, But Joe will be, if the defense has those 35 point games that they're giving up again, and I don't know if that's the nature of the league or if that's the nature of the scheme, that's what we'll be asking in the beginning of the season. I don't, I, I, to be honest with you, we've had so little negative to talk about the Browns. That's probably one that we might be looking at um, early on in the season if the Browns are giving up a lot of points. Although I just don't, I don't see that right now. I, I, I just, I, I think the Browns are much better on defense than they were last year. Yeah, with the the main headline being a, a pro football focus ranking of the secondary number three in the National Football League, we were talking the exact opposite about that secondary last season. The Browns have clearly made the upgrades to be better on that side of the football. 
We are going to take a quick timeout with Andy Baskin and go from the field to the hardwood. Speaking of contract extensions, Jared Allen, the Cavs center, a five-year, $100 million deal. What does Andy make of it? We'll talk about it on the other side. Life is getting back on track, and you can too. If you or your family have experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-C can help with tuition assistance. Safely get the in-demand degree or training you need with online and on-campus classes. Go to tri-c.edu to check out our programs and resources. So, what are you waiting for? Register now for fall classes. Tri-C is where futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory. Sports for CLE, our final segment of the afternoon. We are going to the hardwood now. Let's talk Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. Jared Allen, the 23-year-old center, coming over from the Nets to the Cavs, and he is here to stay in Cleveland. A five-year, $100 million extension agreed upon by the two sides. And to talk more about that, we welcome back in 92.3 the fans, Andy Baskin. Andy it's something because you've got Evan Mobley coming into the organization, and now you have Jared Allen, who still is only 23 years old. But does this move make sense for the Cavaliers? We'll see. I, I think the Cavaliers are just juggling things a little bit right now. I think with Evan Mobley, um, there was a little bit more optimism that I think I had a week ago, and there was no way they were going to let Jared Allen go. I, you know, you think about everything they went through with. Andre Drummond this year and the fact that he kind of fell into the Cavaliers lap and the Cavaliers need to point in different directions and they needed to figure out how they're going to get better, how they're going to do it with Kevin Love still on the roster, how they're going to make some of their younger players better. And I think Jared Allen is a good fit. I think he is a great place to, to keep this thing moving. And I, I like it. I, I just, I'm not like the Cavs just right now are, are kind of in that fan limbo position for the city of Cleveland right now. And they're looking for a spark. Um, you never question the Cavaliers when it comes to spending money. And, you know, with Jared Allen, that became real evident when he was on the verge of being a restricted free agent and he was going to get offers from other teams. I like the fact the Cavs stepped up, paid the man, and said, let's move forward. And now we've got 
two young talent that can really help us uh, in the future. What are they going to find uh, as far as finding that that major league spark plug, though? That's the that's the next thing. And and I, I hope it's I mean I hope it's Kevin Morley, but I just don't know. Well, and that's the thing, Andy, is you think about the NBA and the way that it has transitioned as a league. And a a number 23 has something to do with that. Since LeBron James has been out of town, the Cavaliers have, have found basically nothing at the wing position. Not that you're ever going to replace that type of player. Nobody's saying that. But the Cavaliers have a couple of guards who are kind of undersized and now are going to go with Twin Towers in Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. And it begs the question here, all right, there are some pieces and parts, but where's the main piece to spark this team's resurgence? That's the question. I think that's what we're all waiting for. You know, you pick up Ricky Rubio, but why do you do it? It's almost like bringing bringing in a floor coach for the point guard spot to help these guys play a little bit better. At least that's what he did last year in Minnesota. So, um, And you also needed somebody to fill in Matthew Delavadova's spot as well. I, I don't know. I, 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 where Who are fans running out to buy a jersey of on this team? Could it be Mobley? I hope it is. Um, we were extremely spoiled with LeBron here as long as we had. And I think that we're still feeling the after effects and the aftershocks of not having LeBron James on our team. And, you know, whether you like it or not, it was easy to, to flip on a Cavaliers game every night when LeBron was playing. Now it's a little bit of work, and it became even more work last year. Uh, when they went into the bubble and the league forgot about them. And then this year, they had a good start, and it was fun, but that all fell apart real quick, and you were trying to figure out what direction the Cavaliers were going to go in. And now at least there's a little bit of direction uh, with having a few big guys. Andy, is it not ironic that the way that the world turns and changes, that four or five years ago we are sitting through 1-31, and and you're sitting there saying, Francisco Lindor jersey, LeBron James, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving. Now, if you're looking for a jersey, you really only have one team option because one of the teams is totally rebranding and the other team doesn't have a player that makes me think I'm going to buy a jersey. I, I keep laughing about the Guardians. You know, I don't, it, it doesn't bother me. I understood that the Guardians, their, their name, I think we all knew that was going to happen, but... I, I see more posts every day about, didn't the Indians just Google Cleveland Guardians before they did this? It seems like the, the path of least resistance as far as marketing and trademark and all of those things seem to come through with um, with being the Guardians. I thought the, the rationale for not being the Spiders was super interesting, and Terry Pluto wrote a lot about that too, just about the fact that, you know, the Richmond Spiders and they were going to have trouble with all kinds of things to try to be the Spiders. So I think at the end of the day, if the Indians win, no one cares. I'm sorry, if Cleveland's baseball team wins, no one is going to care what that nickname is. All right, we have the voicemail of truth and reason on this show. I'm going to put Andy Baskin in the seat of truth and reason right now, the hot seat. Andy Baskin, fact or fiction? Colin Sexton will be traded before the next NBA season. Fact. I think he's gone. I think they're going to figure out a way to, to let him go and try to. The, I, I, that's why, again, I'll go back to the Twin Towers part of it. I think that they're trying to manipulate things so that they can regroup and try to get that, that guy. And I don't think that Kyle Sexton right now is the guy. I, I You know, 24 points a game is a lot of points per game to be giving up. But do you want Darius Garland to grow? How else are you going to 
fill his spot when, you know, how else are you going to fill Sexton's spot? That's the question. That's the only thing that's going to hold it back is how do you fill it? Do you get a better, more complimentary player? And that's what the issue is. I really think Colin Sexton will be on another team next year, though. Hmm. I'd have to agree with you. It's going to be an interesting situation to keep an eye on here as NBA free agency is in full force. You can catch him on 92.3 The Fan, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the great Jeff Phelps. It's our friend Andy Baskin. Andy, thanks for stopping by. See you. We'll talk to you soon. That does it for us here on Sports for CLE. We are back at 4 Eastern time tomorrow, Wednesday. Mac Robinson back in the host chair. We've got quite the guest lineup coming up later this week featuring one ESPN national reporter who's going to give us an opinion on the Browns with the preseason just around the corner. I'm John Fanta. So long, everybody.